Wherever Together celebrates the mission and vision of Wichita State University. In each episode, we will talk with guests from Shocker Nation, highlighting the people and priorities that guide WSU on its road to becoming an essential educational, cultural, and economic driver for Kansas and their greater good. Welcome to the Forward Together podcast. The term digital transformation sounds like something that belongs in a sci-fi movie or a computer lab, but it's an emerging field of study at Wichita State University, and it's growing into a thriving industry for the state of Kansas. It's a broad and inclusive field that supports our state's current industries and diversifies and attracts new jobs in industry through infusing the technology of today into the practices of yesterday. To talk about digital transformation in the entertainment industry, I'm joined by my guest today, Wichita State alumnus, Dean Hargrove. Dean is a television producer, writer, and director whose credits include The Man from Uncle, Columbo, Matlock, Jake and the Fat Man, Diagnosis Murder, and Perry Mason. So thank you, Dean, for joining me today on this inaugural Forward Together podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So appreciative of your uh, willingness to to be on today, and we're looking forward to the conversation. Before we get into the changes you've seen throughout your career, I want to talk about your time at Wichita State. You graduated in 1960. Tell me a little bit more about your time here, and what about Shocker experience influenced your desire to work in the entertainment industry? Well, I'd always wanted to deal in the film and entertainment industry. And of course, there are very few places in Kansas where you have an opportunity to do that. Uh, At the time when I was at Wichita, uh, the facilities really didn't exist that much. But what there was was an enormous atmosphere for experimentation and support and all kinds of appreciation for people who are trying to do something. It's a quality I think the university has always had and is now being carried into the future in ways that are really quite amazing and I think going to be exemplary for other universities. Uh, You were speaking uh, about my experience there. The seminal experience I had that I took away from that was uh, Hippodrome, which, as you know, is a big variety show that still exists, I believe, every spring. It's a competition. And uh, I produced with a friend of mine named Brad Hammond. I also Uh, directed and uh, acted in and wrote the material for the show. It allowed me not only to get involved in something very creative, but it allowed me to experiment because we did something that really hadn't been done before, which is I used film and stage in the production. We'd open up on film, then we'd go to the stage for musical parts of it, then we'd go back to film, then we'd go to the stage again, and then we'd end on film. Uh, no one had ever done anything like this before, so I think it gave us something of an edge on the other competitions who really were doing things that were much more uh, conservative or much more traditional. Uh, we won three out of the four years. In the fourth year, we were disqualified because no one could believe that we did the air-to-air photography and a lot of the other dimensions. I put in my own sound system. We uh, shot on an anamorphic lens like Cinemascope. And even though I suspect we did go over a little bit of the $125, most of the stuff was donated by alumni and other people. Anyway, that was a seminal experience for me. And when I went to UCLA as a graduate student, uh, these were films that I could expose there and uh, get some attention and also 
get some furtherance in terms of starting a career. I got a lot of experiments uh, going when I was at Wichita uh, through the English department with Professor Rosenblum and uh, Joni Bryant, who was there. These, these folks I know are no longer there. My mother was the executive secretary to Hugo Wall. And uh, so I had three different majors. I started in what was called the speech department because there wasn't a television or, or film department. And uh, that was kind of limited because it was primarily for radio. So then I became an English major. Then because of my mother's influence and because I became familiar with the staff at the political science department, that became my major. So uh, I was very pleased that I got kind of a very broad liberal arts education from Wichita State. And I've always been very grateful and very proud of the university and not just for basketball. Well, that's great. Those experiences um, uh, really uh, very interesting to hear about. Your career path in Hollywood has spanned decades, and you've been able to witness so many technological changes. Tell me a bit about some of those changes. Well, from a producing standpoint, for example, uh, I was uh, the associate producer initially. In the first series I was on was called It Takes a Thief with Robert Wagner. And uh, the series in those periods of time we didn't have computers. So every script had to go through what was called a mimeograph machine. I don't even know if you can find that in a museum today, but it was kind of a sloppy stencil under which you would crack out the pages of a script. It was very inefficient because you're always making changes, which meant you had to go back and print other pages that had to be inserted in the script. It was a very tedious process and very inefficient. Of course, now that's all different now that we have you know, computers and word processors. Uh, it's made a huge difference. Uh, that was very noticeable to me because it had a lot to do with our efficiency. When I was doing Matlock, uh, we were doing like everyone else was doing at the time, shooting on 35 millimeter, editing on what a machine called a moviola, which was a kind of ancient device where the film editor would have boxes of little strips of film with the various takes that you've done on a film, you have to search through the box to find the strip of film, to put it into the moviola, to select the tape you want, and then they'd have to tape it together uh, in order to get uh, a print or a cut anyway that you could show before it went over to the laboratory. Uh, color processing was a tedious process and was left almost entirely to the labs, whereas today uh, film is basically like Photoshop. Uh, my director of photography that's been working with me recently, I've, uh, I've gone into color correcting sessions with him where he sits with a, uh, with a laser and says, well, let's change that to red and let's put the light over there. And it's, it's miraculous and it's time saving and it's much more creative. Creative people now have so much more latitude because of the digitizing of all of this process. You know, in the film business, Films were delivered on 35 millimeter in old, heavy cans. Today, they're delivered on drives, uh, which cost a lot less money. So what are you working on right now? Uh, I know you're not retired yet, so what's next for you? I'm very busy for someone who's not employed. Uh, so I'm doing a documentary uh, on Willie Brown, who's a seminal politician in the state of California. He was the uh, head of the assembly for many, many years. He was then mayor of San Francisco. He's a very colorful and interesting man who uh, lends itself to being very entertaining and educational about 
the way politics works on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm doing a, a project uh, with iHeartRadio, uh, which uh, they are committed to doing, which is a biography on Johnny Cochran, whom I've known for many years. Most people only know him from the OJ case. Johnny Cochran was an extraordinary man and a very worthwhile man in terms of what he did and the improvements and the, uh, the ways that he enhanced his own community. Uh, so when I, I talked to him years ago and then when, when the OJ case came around, I didn't want to do that. It was done forever. So I wanted to do his story, which is very worthwhile and fascinating, I might add. I have a project with Oprah's company which is a new way of looking at the Joan of Arc story, which hasn't been done in about 20 years. And in our particular version, we're doing it as though it's a live television event. Uh, a, a small fact that fascinated me in doing this, because I looked at all the movies, there are about eight or nine of them. Of course, there's a vast amount of material on her as a character and as a person. And that is that we have a copy of the transcript of the actual trial from the 15th century because it wasn't a state trial. She was tried by the Catholic Church. And on top of that, you know, I'm writing a couple of screenplays, uh, one of which I did back in the last century, which I'm updating. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I managed to, uh, I managed to keep busy. I've, I've been a writer since I was at Wichita State, and uh, I'm going to stay doing that until somebody stops me. Well, those are awesome sounding projects. I, I can't wait to see those projects when they come to fruition. Thank you so much for joining us today and, and being on this inaugural uh, podcast of Forward Together. Well, thank you very much, Mr. President. And uh, it was a real thrill to be here and, and to talk to you again. And again, I, I applaud as much as I can to the work you're doing and the modernization and taking this university into the future in a very big way. And I'm, I'm very proud of, of the university and everything that's happening there. So thank you. Thank you so much. Here now, I want to welcome another guest, Dr. Rodney Miller, Dean of the College of Fine Arts at Wichita State. Hi, Rodney, how are you doing? And thanks for joining me on this inaugural podcast, Forward Together. Thank you, Rick, or Mr. President, I should say. <laughs> It's an honor, first of all, to be part of the initial um, podcast on, on this series, and uh, I think that speaks well to the emphasis that this university and your administration places on the arts. Um, we're, we're thrilled to be here. Well, great. When people think of digital transformation, they often think of engineering in the STEM fields, but it's also played a huge role in fine arts and performing arts not only in the creative processes, but also in the way we, as an audience, experience the arts. Can you talk a little bit more about how digital transformation has changed the arts? Well, I don't know that the word would be change per se, because the one thing that I really want the audience to understand is that the arts have embraced technology from its inception. I mean, all the way back to the ancient Greeks utilizing uh, mathematics for the acoustics for the amphitheater to uh, the technological innovations of the uh, 20th century. But uh, we have always had uh, technology in the forefront of what we have developed. Uh, every instrument in the orchestra, for example, 
is the byproduct of some creative mind thinking of a new technological way of shaping uh, the instrument into a new acoustical sound. Uh, and the same thing is true with the visual arts as well. So when uh, digital transformation came around, uh, we were already on the ship ready to sail. Uh, I, I specifically, uh, as you know, uh, we have developed a uh, fourth school in the College of Fine Arts. We had music and performing arts and, and art design and creative industries, but we have a new school called uh, the School of Digital Arts, and it's the school where we have, in a very direct way, embraced digital transformation. Regarding Dean Hargrove's career that we just spoke about and the television and entertainment industry in general, he spoke about mimeographs and moviola machines. What are some of the other ways that the industry has changed and what future technologies are we anticipating? Oh, gosh, the sky's the limit on the future technologies. Um, my, my career, which hasn't been you know, overly long, uh, about 40 years in academia, we have uh, seen the, the growth uh, from the personal computer all the way to uh, where we are today with the digital transformation. And there have been uh, many milestones that have come about uh, because of that little thing called a computer. Um, most of what we have down in the School of Digital Arts is the byproduct of um, of that digital uh, development, you know, um, animation and game design are uh, the two uh, biggies that are um, digitally formulated. Of course, we have also have filmmaking, we have audio production, which is recording, which uh, all obviously predate uh, digital transformation, but those are becoming digitized as well. Uh, so there's been a lot of developments in this area. Yeah, and one of the ones related to the pandemic that, as you know, when I was the provost, um, I was sort of mesmerized by these virtual choirs mm -hmm. and uh, just what um, uh, as an institution and other institutions were doing to continue that performance were allow students to perform, but also use the digital arts to put those choirs together. And, and we you all played a little bit uh, with that um, during the pandemic. I know that we recorded some uh, uh, some work for our commencement because we mm -hmm. couldn't have the, the the performers there in person. So yeah, it's it's uh, in incredible. And I know I was bugging you a lot about um, these virtual choirs, but I, I couldn't stop watching them because they're just incredible how they put those together. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's all in the algorithms, yeah, <laughs> and how you put them together. And uh, there's been uh, a lot of developments in the software. Uh, there there are a lot of subtleties and nuances that go into making sure that something like that is as. I'll say engaging as an actual live performance. Uh, but as you already know, uh, people go to a play and that's a live performance and they'll go to a film, which is not a live performance, but it's, it might be a film of the very same thing, but it's just simply a different medium communicating the same thing. And that's what the arts are, are all about, is the communication of those elements of humanity that engage us. And um, if, if the technology is something that is digital, then so be it.
Yeah, that's a great way to explain that. And on the subject of industry change, how are we preparing Wichita State University students for these changes? Well, I have been uh, the uh, dean for the College of Fine Arts for um, almost 18 years. When I got here in 2004, the first time I stood before my faculty, I said, you know, this is a wonderful, phenomenal College of Fine Arts. Uh, we have faculty and alumni who have, worn, have either been nominated or won just about every award there is. But I said, what we need to be going forward in the future is a College of Fine Arts that's relevant in the 21st century. And to their credit, uh, they were already there. I wasn't saying anything to them that they didn't already know and didn't already embrace. And one of the great things about being a dean is I get to uh, sit here and pat myself on the back for the hard work that other people have been doing in, in the trenches. Uh, and so... Uh, I don't want to give the impression that all that we are doing is wrapped up in this one new school that we have, the School of Digital Arts. Uh, they have embraced and and the other schools have embraced uh, the, the digital transformation. Uh, one statistic, uh, just to give you an example, uh, that school, because of its popularity, has grown exponentially to now be the largest school in the college. However, and, and they generate over 40% of our credit hours in the college. However, that credit hour generation, more than half of those credit hours are from the other three schools plus the Elliott School of Communication in LAS. So this is truly a cross-disciplinary, cross-collaborative effort. And it also is expanding um, the work of our faculty and our students who are going to be our future performers and painters and artists uh, in, in ways that we're just scratching our heads and, and uh, wondering about. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you one for instance. Um, uh, the uh, School of Performing Arts uh, one of the disciplines in School of Performing Arts is dance. And uh, right now we have uh, one uh, dance professor in particular, Chayla Clausen, who has a film that she did uh, that was cross-disciplinary. She uh, has uh, engaged uh, with writers, directors, producers, filmmakers, students from multiple schools across multiple disciplines to uh, create this 25-minute video, She Moved the Prairie. And it's um, sort of a historical uh, reflection on the influence of uh, female uh, pioneers and and, uh, and and women in the early part of the 20th century living in rural Kansas. That film has gone on to have international recognition. It's been submitted to and accepted in film festivals uh, literally all over the world. And that's just only one example of how the digital transformation, how, how we're preparing our students. Yeah, and I, I just have to say, as I, when I was the provost of the university when that school was formed, it's, it's a really good example of how the faculty and the entire college came together 
to to use existing content and create new content that's you know really important as we move forward in in this mm-hmm. digital space. Mm-hmm. Not to change the subject too off base, but it, it, we've talked sure. a little bit about um, uh, the virtual choir during the pandemic, and I know that your faculty have had to be very creative of how they teach during um, the the pandemic using some mm-hmm. digital tools. I just recently attended the performance of Keeper of the Flames, which was a, a, a production that was um, produced by uh, the students in the School of Performing Arts in honor of uh, retiring school director Linda Starkey. And there was some interesting things that were done there because of the pandemic. Can you talk a little bit more about some of these things that your college is engaged in during the height of the pandemic and now that we're not exactly coming out of the pandemic, but we're, we have a little bit more uh, leeway in how we do things. Well, the College of Fine Arts is a little bit unique in that the teaching methodologies that we employ run the entire gamut, all the way from the traditional lecture class to really hands-on applied learning. Um, I mean, applied is probably in the title of about a third of, <laughs> of the curriculum that we um, provide our students. But... Um, and there have been some major challenges. Uh, and quite frankly, if there is a silver lining, and I don't even really want to call it a silver lining, maybe a, a pewter lining to this pandemic, it's that our faculty were more or less forced to engage in some things that they had been thinking about already. Um, uh, just to give you one, for instance, uh, in the... Um, in our opera program, we have a series of um, uh, language diction classes. Uh, you know, if you're going to if you're going to perform opera, you have to know how to sing and how to pronounce uh, German, Italian, Spanish, French, uh, and so forth. Uh, and those classes were taught pretty much uh, in a traditional manner. But uh, during the pandemic, uh, we had to utilize uh, Zoom and distance and so forth. And one of the things that the uh, faculty did was they engaged people from Germany and Italy uh, and France to actually uh, interact with and coach uh, our students in their 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 diction. So it was uh, it was something that had been in the back of the mind of uh, one or two faculty, but this is, uh, you know, I forget what the saying is, uh, the uh, opportunities arise uh, when challenges hit you. And so, uh, uh, that's, and that's just one example. Uh, I never forget at the height of the pandemic, you filming Pina Mazzani, um, teaching one of our opera students in a remote situation. And, and so even though we weren't able to do that in person, we still had those tools, and digital transformation was, was part of that. So thank you, Rodney, and thank you to everyone for joining us for our first episode of the Forward Together podcast. Join us next month when we reflect upon how Wichita State University has grown and flourished in 2021. Go Shockers! Go Shockers!